Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back. 5 o'clock hour. Jay Foreman, DP, Austin. Brought to you by the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese. Special ingredients at Butcher Shop. Located at 84th in Havelock. A lot going on. A lot has been said over the weekend. Uh, one thing that we want to focus on is a freshman defender by the name of Cam Linhart. Uh, Matt Rule just talked about uh, him coming from IMG. Uh, has helped shape him, and he's been trained and ready to make a quick transition. Obviously, he was here as an early enrollee. And obviously, you remember before that, uh, he was a previous staff commitment decommitted and then they went down there and quickly got him to recommit and so i think the relationship was it was uh you know truthful and genuine and obviously from the uh you know cam linhart side he came in and and, and uh delivered more and you know more than than uh advertised and so you know it's great because that's going to give storylines right and everybody's going to write about it and try to compare them to Neil Smith and all these everybody, all the greats in Nebraska, but I think you know, the best thing that they can do is continue to put him in situations where he can be successful and not put the onus of him of going right from high school at IMG to playing 60, 70, 80 plays in the Big Ten for 12 games. Playing at IMG is not the same as playing at no, it's not. Lincoln no, or Bellevue, Bellevue West. No. Not the same. Not the same. Um, different focus, different specialties, different assessments, different growth pattern, like different development pattern. Get that. Um, but same thing applies. Like I'll ask Jay Foreman. The easiest thing is to ask a Hall of Famer. Could he have been prepared to play and be an every down linebacker as a true freshman at the University of Nebraska? Jay? Mm, want me? Yeah. No, no. I could have played, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wasn't there. No. Yeah, like it, and like, I wasn't. I wasn't. No, I wasn't. And that's the measure. That that yeah. is the natural progression. This is the thing that people asked about Gabe Irvin. This is the thing you ask about freshmen. I mean, again, Gabe Irvin was the first true freshman to 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 tote the pill for Nebraska ever. There's a reason. There's a reason. Uh, maturity, development, uh, game speed, uh, game size. Like there's a whole lot to it. But when you meet. Lenhart, the first thing that jumps off at you is he looks twenty-two. He doesn't look like no, he doesn't look like a wide-eyed freshman. He looks like a good, uh, 
You know, he looks like he's a. You know, he looks like he's matured, and and, and I think well, part he of, reclassified a year and then reclassified that year. Yeah, and then- <laughs> yeah, he looked like he's a. Yeah, but the thing is, I think when you're down in IMG in their factory or what they're doing, mm-hmm. it 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 forces you to mature at a faster rate, and you're more prepared to come in and make an impact if the situation calls for it and if you continue to work and take the things that you were trained to know at that at that facility with him i think is the mentality is probably the most impressive thing where he, he's very focused um he's come right in seen not heard and you know i think he's had a really good high school coach or coaching to where even when you watch him in the spring his uh his technique was pretty good uh for a, for, for, for a freshman and so um you know, when you think about that, that's 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 pretty dang good, you know, for him. You know, and then him and Prince, you know, you, you're thinking that you got, you know, a pretty good outside tandem. You know, you got, you know, Noonan that's, you know, going to be out for the season, but he was he was the guy that showed. So when you have those guys and then you got, you know, Kai Whalen who came in from JUCO that's there, and so you count him as a freshman, you know, even though he's been in a college for a little while, you think like, okay, you know, you're starting to get multiple – rushers right and cam lenhart i think gives you some extreme flexibility in the sense of he can play somewhat on like say like a five i would be really against him playing a four technique five at the most ideally be a six or seven but he gives you some flexibility then say like on third down when you know it's uh a guaranteed passing down you can kick him inside and he could be effective because he plays a good leverage and obviously he could hold up against the run long so. arms he can make he can make plays he can disrupt in the space it's still the thing and and i'm not comparing them to them for productivity sake but for style of play and the way their bodies react in the space but i think of of those two young men and think of charles Mann and dexter manley that they were a bit undersized when it came to just massive size. Right. Times they were asked to play inside, they did well because they were problem on the on in in pass uh, pass coverage, uh, pass pressure. But then you could wear them down with the run game, right. and then you think, okay, let's be smart about how you use them. You use some of these linebackers who are built for taking on that in the, in the run game, right? And then expect. End of season, they've matured eight, nine games into it to finish well and then have a good season next year. I don't want too much too soon. Yeah, I mean, you got to bring them along and and keep challenging challenging him. But you know, they got they've done a really good job of uh, you know, young guys. You got you know, like Ethan Nation, right? You know, five ten, like one sixty. He's back there and he's and he's competing and making plays, uh, making hard, making the coaches every time that they go in the staff meeting or personnel meetings. You know, probably making it really hard for them not to find a reason to play them in some form or fashion, not just four games, but, you know, more than four games. And you think about Eric Fields, think Boodle's brother. Um, yeah, that think, first four games looks, looks pretty interesting right now. Well, it's not only that. You're, you know, that's that's a should be a given, right, you know, if you can get them out there. But you got to think if you got young linemen, obviously with Teddy being hurt and being able to have some linemen that can play inside, outside, you know, you think about a Sam Sledge or somebody like that, where it might be able to, you know, get in there and try to hold him back, or, you know, just just uh, have him redshirt. But ultimately, if you're in the conversation as a young player, it, it bodes well for the future and it bodes well for the team right now because that means they are pushing guys that are there before, right? And so, well, and the, well, the, 
this was the part that that where I get that Jay Foreman in me that I want to know: Is this because they're looking good against Nebraska's offensive linemen? Well, some of these players are. I mean, no, I would just say like what in order. That to look, was my question. I didn't have good, the answer. Yeah, I, did not that, have I mean the that's at some point in time, you know, you can't. You know, I always say that these offensive, the offensive line, right cannot be subjected to double jeopardy this cannot be no matter it, it it just can't be okay you guys are just you guys suck period it's like you can't get any better were they bad before yeah you know a couple years ago down in oklahoma when you drive the ball 85 yards and you had like 60 yards of penalties that's pathetic some of the things that they did last year against northwestern that's not good enough this has got to be a new year, new you. Yes, you can't like totally forget it because it's etched in everybody's brain. <laughs> it's on the internet for like the life, right? But somebody's a young player's success can't be downplayed based on going on. Is it a factor? Yes, but I think what they're able to do is go out there and execute to a high level. They're doing the right thing. You get what I'm saying? So for them to be in the mix, that means they're lining up correctly. They're playing with the right mentality. They're accountable, right? Uh, they're tough. And they're coachable. And they're coachable. Yeah. It, and they're obviously good athletes. Good enough athletes to be here, but good enough athletes to go out there and really hang. Because even if I came here and when you asked me would I be able to play, mm-hmm. even if I I'm, I was thinking just like if I even if I came here in January or even I was able to come after basketball season, right? Um which none of these kids obviously play basketball that come in early, which obviously would be not an Urban Meyer. You would be a checking the negative if you're Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. the Urbano Meyer because he's the mafia guy. But anyways, even if I came after that and, and still like got into the weight program, it still would be iffy, <laughs> even with the way I performed in fall camp. So what these guys are doing is really, really good. And, yeah, sure, the opportunity is probably more – like pronounced here because of we have a new coach. There was 39 new players, scholarship players and transfers included. So the opportunity is there, but ultimately that doesn't mean that you go from so, you know, so-and-so high school, then all of a sudden you're just coming in, you know, you got to earn it. And like I said, even, and I'd learned this in the NFL and I know this right now, even though Nebraska was four and eight last year, that doesn't mean that they didn't have some good coaches on the staff. Even though Nebraska's been four and eight and three and nine, they still have some players that are good enough athletes and good decent players on there. Now maybe they haven't been developed to the rate that we obviously like to see, or haven't had the opportunity. Because when you think of a like a John Bullock, right? And I'm just looking at the roster, and you got the single digits. Which really, if you go back to this, must be something that Matt Rule and those guys have done before. It just gets more run here, and obviously anything that you do, right? If you change the color of shoes, it, you know, I mean, even jersey or whatever. Like a John Bullock, right? Six feet, two twenty. He probably he he obviously put on weight since I've been down there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much, but I saw him. He looks good. He looks like a linebacker, mm-hmm. right? It's like who is that dude, right? So for him, and to be able to play, and he already had the skill set, meaning that we, that, I mean, he was fast. He was tough because he was really good on special te- or good special teams player. He was fast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He was tough. He was coachable, but never could get the opportunity at any position before. Now he goes in the weight room. They find a role for him. Boom. That's how you get that. So that's what I'm saying. There's good players that could fit inside this scheme of 3-3-5, which expands your defensive roster two or three times, in my opinion. And opportunity. Right. You get an opportunity, but you expand the roster. And people ask me, what does that mean? So what it means is when you have a 3-3-5, and essentially it's a 49 – It's a four, if you guys watched the 49ers back when they had Charles Haley – just say MJ Sherman is Charles Haley. So essentially it's a four, three, four, two, kind of five, right? Two main guys, right? But that one extra fifth defender is a constant rotate of like, it could be like six to 10 players. That's how you expand the roster. Mm-hmm. And then you expand the roster if you have guys that can do multiple things. So if you have MJ Sherman, um, Chief Borders, and Butler. Jamari Butler, just take those three. If you can do multiple things, that means you're expanding the roster because you're not just an outside linebacker. That means if you can play off the ball, which we've seen Jamari do last year even at Purdue, if you can play off the ball and play in space as a big player, then you can have another player be on the ball and blitz. So, therefore, motion doesn't affect you. Um, shifts and stuff like that doesn't affect you, meaning that they won't be able to get a bead. But then if you can take a on-the-ball linebacker and have him play off the ball and be effective – then you be, then you just gained a roster spot or a person. Then you bring in the back level, right? With those to say those five, then that's where you get like a Buddha right. That's where you get a Gifford that actually starts there and then he moves back to post safety. Then you get a Singleton. Then you get an Omar Brown that can play all three of those. Then you got the two corners that you know even they have Hartsog kind of playing in a nickel. And you can think like, okay, if we really want to get home and say it's like third and sixteen or something, and we believe that we can run some sort of zone. But we want we need a, one of our fastest guys that can attack the ball. That means the, the quarterback when he has the ball in the throwing motion from the corner or off the edge to the quarterback. Okay, why not get one of your fastest players to do it? Because actually we got Tommy Hill actually playing corner, and then we got Newsom that can play corner, and then we got five defensive backs that can use even yeah. last year they used Hartsog off the off the edge. Right. Um, so yeah. So it's multiple. So if you want to if you want to glance into it, it was like I was watching the 49ers play last night. Fred Warner, who's an awesome linebacker, probably might be the best inside guy. I mean, it's up for debate, but really, really productive player. It's pretty much what 49ers did, except for they ran yeah, four. It defense. was a tough look when it, when it didn't work. <laughs> well, yeah, they, it, they well losing D'Amico Ryan's as your defensive coordinator is a tough look. But when yeah. he was in there, he makes up for a lot of the mistakes. But then also when you have 29, I think is like Tamunga, who's kind of like their hybrid player, right? He can play linebacker. He can come down and play block, uh, box linebacker. He can play in the nickel. He can blitz off the line of scrimmage. He can play in base defense and kind of be a bootleg kind of Troy uh, Palomalu. That gives you flexibility. So if you get people that embrace that role, not only as a starter, backup, and then also like a third string that can do more than one thing, that expands your roster. So when you go along in the season, whether you're playing Minnesota, Iowa, say when you play uh, Maryland, or you just kind of never know what you're going to get with Rutgers, depending on who's the quarterback and all that, 
it gives you more flexibility to do stuff. Yeah, as, I mean, as they look around, it 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 depends on who you're playing. Mm-hmm. Not ideal. I think that I think that's the landing place. It's not ideal. Is it workable? Yes. Yeah, but it's got to be executed. Right. Well, and you know, a big part of the branding, the rebranding of Nebraska football under Matt Rule is listen, you we we have to have control of that thing. Like we're going to use, we're going to put the best people in the best situations right. to use their talent. We're 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 going to use a bunch of people. Uh, we we talked about it earlier. We're going to use running backs. Matter of fact, he's even talked about. It. Look, at, there's there'll be some quarterback situations where I ask a particular quarterback to go in the game and do a thing that he's better at than anybody else. Right. That's going to be this team. You have to, and that's without in, that's with without injuries. That's yeah. this team. So. To protect yourself from injury, to stop asking people to do stuff they're not good at, and then to give them some freedom to create some chaos when the other team is bigger, stronger, faster. Can I distract them with personnel changes and a different skill set? Yeah, you can. Um, but then also, I, I mean, I'd be willing to bet. Let's do like say, okay, Michigan's the, like they're Michigan's gonna not like Michigan's the power running team, right? That's it. I mean, let's just focus on Michigan because you could say you could say Minnesota. They got three receivers starting. They could be primarily eleven personnel. And they'll bring in another tight. So you could just say just by they could throw the ball up. Let's just play devil's advocate. The three three five base three three five isn't most likely going to be played against Michigan. You're going to be preparing for them on four and three more three man. You know, I, I'm assuming. Uh, wouldn't I would, you? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you flex on Michigan and put put eight in the box and make them throw the ball to beat you? Yeah, right? so you're going to play, like, but you're going to play multiple fronts. You could play four man front and do that. You could play a straight three four uh, uh, personnel and do that, or formations. Or you could run a five man front, which is essentially three four. You could run your three three five and have your. Um, Say like your Buddha right, be the open defender, so he's yeah. not lined up on a tight end and a yeah. fullback. So you could do all that stuff, but it's well, going to be one time on a, ha, one time having Buddha on the tight end, one time oh, sure, flexing one time, but it's not going to be sending. sixty. Yeah, it's not going to be sixty plays. So you gotta, you, it, it, you, I mean, you're gonna be at the end of the day, the same plays are going to be ran against you that you've been scouting. You got to call the defenses and teach the techniques to stop it, yeah. um, and vice versa. So. Um, you know, I think it, you know if they go out there and execute well, they you know play with good pad level, get off blocks, arrive with bad intentions, and gang tackle. Gang tackling is huge. Gang tackling is where you don't give up the extra yards. Gang tackling is when you get when you wear running backs down. Running backs don't get worn out one on one tackling. They don't. When's the last time Nebraska had a good tackling defense? In your I don't opinion? know. Probably everybody says 2009. So let's just go back to that. That's right. 14 years. I don't know. That's a I long mean, time. I, I, I think there's. I mean, I think they've tackled well, but all I'm saying, they've tackled well and bad at times. I mean, sometimes it's been atrocious, but all I'm saying is, is if whoever the running back is coming through there. So okay, so Gabe Irvin one on one tackling with a linebacker or corner is not going to wear Gabe Irvin down. Okay, that's not going to deter him from running the ball hard in the fourth quarter like you'd like, right? What deters running backs is getting hit by multiple people over and over and over. It's the extra hit that gets you as right. It's the, it's it's the, the it's, extra. It's hit. the extra hit. Like the guy the that I can go one on one with, I'm 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 never going to be out of sorts with that. No, because while that, I'm fully engaged with that first hitter, a second and then the third hitter, 
is going to knock me off balance, and that's where yeah. that's where craziness happens. It's just not even that. It's just that you will wear it. Look, it, it. Okay, one person laying on top of you versus four or five, 20 separate times. Mm-hmm. You will be worn out. Mm-hmm. And then but if that is happening, we are destroying your line of scrimmage, the rhythm of your play. We are destroying you at the point of attack, and we're definitely getting you in the, at, at the cutback. So when you have more hats to the ball, you are essentially chokeholding the whole offense. And that's even in the short area pass game. So what really could happen sometimes, right? So say you get like a young corner out there, just not not this team, but just a young corner, right? And just say he's playing off. Like, okay, he's just trying to get into the game, right? And I did this times when I was playing. You're getting into the game. So the biggest thing, best thing you you know you're going to do, they're going to throw a quick little stop route. Let's see if you can open field tackle. Well, if you open field tackle, you get him you you get him kind of curtailed, and then here comes the defensive end out of the stack, and here comes the linebacker out of the stack. Now, that receiver is not as happy or hyped to run that I'm stop route. Down. I'm getting right. down. So now you're eliminating the yards after contact. Yeah, now down. you're able to you're able to stay ahead of the chains on defense versus how many times have we seen, yeah, we threw it outside and they made a tackle, but it was an extra 2 yards. Yeah. So if you do that ten times in a game, right, that's two first downs. That's a change of the field. So that's the big thing we were talking about: land on your elbows, fall forward, don't don't get knocked off your butt, and then don't get hurt off off a third hit. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta go. They just gotta hit. I mean, you can't worry about if you're playing football, worrying about getting hurt. You're gonna get hurt. So if they could just get that mentality, and hopefully that's what they're doing by having so many guys that they're gonna play. They're gonna try to overwhelm you with numbers. Um, and then go from there. But ultimately, you know, it's going to come down to the line of scrimmage and uh, what the what our offensive line and defensive line do. Man. They play well. Style you know. of play, play call, in-game management. Like, And yeah. then all the things that he checked box. Listen, we can't have offsides or, 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 you know, false start penalties. We can't have those. We can't have turnovers, putting the ball on the turf. Like, we can't do that. And then, quite frankly, the penalties – there's certain ones that are that you understand uh, those of aggression we can understand but not lining up properly and false starting that that's not it that's not it they no, they got to do the basic stuff well yeah and the penalties are going to happen because you could have a high penalty crew that's going to throw a lot of flags what you can't do is just have the ones where i call it you punch yourself in the face line up in the neutral zone Dude, that's the first. You be, there's kids down there at that you Lincoln Youth football ain't lining up all sides. Line up on sides, okay? Don't don't you know when when how many times have we seen in, in Nebraska where they just break the huddle, get to the line, and not everybody's kind of in their stance, mm-hmm. and a lineman jumps offside. Like there is, dude ain't even been in the cadence yet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you just doing stuff just to doing and it. And so, he's leaning. Right. He's leaning. Right. So you, if you get that taken care of, I think you get a little bit more to work with. But uh, we're gonna go a quick break. Come back, Jay Foreman, DP, Austin 316. We'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.